Hey. Hello. What's up with you? Oh, nothing much. Nothing much. All right. Well, I'm Ashley. You know that. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of QID, the podcast that is going to make it a little bit easier for you to travel here on out. We had an amazing conversation with Tiffany Denham. She is an avid traveler and she gives us all the details in how to maneuver through this travel season, seasons, Mm -hmm. because it feels like everyone is traveling. (laughs) Yes. Everyone is going everywhere. Everyone is traveling out of the country to the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, wherever. So (laughs) she's given us all the details of how to do that in a safe and um, economical way. Very true. It was a really good episode, even if you've been traveling nonstop over the last two years, or you've only, you know, maybe you traveled by car, whatever. This is a really good episode for you to listen to. I'm pretty sure she is telling you something you are not aware of. Um, because she travels so much, she has so much expertise here. Um, especially if you are a carry on traveler, you know, if you know, you know, so listen to this episode, enjoy it. Let us know how you love it. Whether you're traveling for work, have a bachelorette trip coming up, a honeymoon, girls trip, going to see your mama, et cetera, et cetera. Enjoy. We have a very special guest with us today. Guess would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Tiffany. I am the uh, face behind Breakfast with Tiffany, which is a travel and lifestyle brand. Um, I create uh, travel content and as well as I help solo female travelers identify unique travel destinations while sharing travel tips on how to actually get to those destinations. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) We are so happy to have you on because... There are so many that like to, I mean, shoot, everybody likes to travel, but yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing more and more of like my friends, I'm noticing even more so like are traveling alone or, you know, like yeah. I have one friend in particular, pretty much every year for her birthday, she goes somewhere and she's like, if I'm not dating somebody, I'm going by myself. Like, that's not going to hold me up. I'm not going to try to like get a whole group together to try to go somewhere. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to have a great time. And so I love that. I'm super glad that you're on to chat with us. Like what made you start Breakfast with Tiffany? So Breakfast with Tiffany originally was a Christian lifestyle brand. And um, originally I was releasing daily devotionals to my audience every day. Um, However, my lifestyle changed and I was starting to have to travel more for work. And then my leisure travel was increasing. And so because of that, it became difficult to keep up the momentum of essentially writing a sermon, a mini sermon every day. But also my content that I was presenting to my audience shifted and I was starting to incorporate more travel into uh, 
um, the content that I was sharing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a Christian. That's who I am. That's my lifestyle. So with Breakfast with Tiffany, I still provide encouragement. I still provide the devotionals. It's just not daily. But then also my audience told me or they shared with me that they felt that I was an expert because they were asking me questions and asking for references. And so I started to think, you know what, maybe I need to, you know, start to incorporate in more travel and be upfront with saying this is a travel brand. I feel like a lot of the issues that we have in the world just in general are simply because of the lack of knowledge. So a lot of times when we, you know, here in America alone, a lot of our issues on, you know, same-sex marriages, whether uh, abortions, rights, all of those are simply because I personally feel like we are not at a place where we are willing to accept people's differences. And I recognize how much travel introduces you and gives you the opportunity to say, you know what, that person is different or that culture may be different or they may do something different. That doesn't make them bad or their beliefs to be wrong. It's just different from mine. And so recognizing that and um, how that impacts, you know, my Christian walk and my Christianity, you know, where we're to love like Christ love, it, it definitely, to me anyway, it plays into my lifestyle and then with travel as well. So I love that. <laughs> I I never would have well one just from like me scrolling your page and like looking at your blog and like everything that you put out even your videos I just love that because when I see sometimes like a Christian this you know like Christian blogger or Christian you know like podcaster or what you know, whatever their respective brand is, I'm already like, okay, you know, like, is this going to be good until a certain point or, you know, uh, anywho, saying all that. No, I I totally understand. Yeah. You, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to present Christ as a way that's natural, right? Mm -hmm. So Christ is a part of my life every day. And it's some, it could be something as simple as, okay, God, like I'm having a rough time today, just getting through this day, right? Like I'm just kind of mentally drained. I just need your strength. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, oh, Holy Father, like just it's just life. You know what I mean? Like, just like if I was talking to you, you know, talking to you guys about travel, um, I feel like growing up my generation, um, when we were presented Christianity, it was always, you can't do this. You can't go there. This is how you have to live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just in my Christian walk, I've realized, uh, I don't really know how, you know, I feel like God is not a restrictive God, right? You know what I mean? Like for me anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I don't consider him a restriction. And so he's my friend. And so just like I would have a conversation with my friend or just like, you know, I would build a relationship with my friend. That is what uh, building my relationship with Christ is like. And that's how I like to exemplify that to, you know, my community and my audience is simple. It's simple Christianity. It's simple you know, just building a relationship, if you will. I love that. And I think that's important for people to see, um, especially Mm -hmm. those who have been hurt from the church or those who have like, um, of course, they've always gone to church when they were younger, but then when they, you know, are an adult, they kind of like stray away from the church. And so it's kind of like cool to see that, you know, yes, you're a Christian and yes, you carry that wherever you go. So that's, Awesome. That's awesome. And I think that you'll even bring more people to Christ that way too, because you're doing it in in your own way. So absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. 
nobody would want to know about Christ if I was all or want to serve my God if I was always talking about like, oh, if you do this, you're going to get in trouble or you can't do this. Like nobody Mm -hmm. wants to like I don't I don't like I don't want to have anything to do with it. You know, why would I think that? If I'm going into a place of worship and I know that they're going to judge me, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do with you or your God. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, it just, it's, it's just, for me, it's just about being, um, what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And exemplifying the, the love of Christ. And then also learning who God is. I'm not going to say to you, but just learning his character, learning, uh, you know, learning about him. And so a lot of the things, unfortunately, that we were taught as children, and I know this is not an episode about Christianity, but a lot of things that we were taught as children just were not the spirit of God. Um, Just quite honestly, it was either church, it was some other people's insecurities or how they felt. And so um, my walk in developing my relationship with Christ has started, has helped me to identify what things were, you know, Christ and then what things are just people just made up. And it gave me the courage to question the thing, you know, things mm-hmm. and say, uh, is that really God or is that just you? You know what I mean? Trying to yeah. manipulate me. Yeah. So. I feel like a lot of us though, as we're like adults, you know, especially for a lot of us that like, we grew up in church. We were in church multiple times a week because ministry, you know, whether it was us or our parents or both. And then it's like we become adults and not to say we question everything because there's still like we still revere God as like who he is and still honor him, knowing that like he is this all powerful like being and also extremely loving where some of what we were taught growing up, whether it was in church or what have you, or, you know, just people we knew made it seem like you were saying more restrictive and more like harsh than maybe it is, you know? And like, so so then learning kind of God for yourself and Jesus for yourself, establishing that relationship for yourself separate from what you were taught is Such an experience I think a lot of people like in their either late 20s or in their 30s are navigating through because it's like, well, hold up, (laughs) you know, this is a little bit different. And now everything has kind of like shifted and kind of changed. So I love that because I don't think that's talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never really got relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Or at least I did not I always got. I always got you can you can't. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to sound as if I'm coming from a build my relationship with Christ. And there are things that as a Christian, I choose not to engage in, not because I can't, but simply because of my reverence and my love for God. Right. Mm-hmm. When it, w- this is a wedding podcast. So there are certain things that you're just not going to do in your relationship and your marriage simply because you honor and respect the other person that you're in the relationship with. And so right. the same way with my relationship with Christ, there are just some things I'm just not going to do. Why? Because of my relationship with Christ. It's not because he said, don't do this, but because of my honor and reverence for him. Love that. Mm-hmm. Folks are getting like a, a double-sided episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, yeah. I do want to know, yeah. read the Bible for yourself, you know, yeah. um, because, because you'll realize in church, you only get, 
you know, the bits and pieces, you know, here and there. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, but I say, read the Bible for yourself and then like really understand, you know, Absolutely. like what God is saying to you, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, like hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you. And mm-hmm. I think that's how you, of course, like you form a relationship with him. So, yeah. um, so I do want to say that because you don't get a yeah. lot in church, you know, you don't, you, you really don't. You get it's like mm-hmm. how we were talking earlier today about some headline and it's like mm-hmm. you saw part of the headline i think i might have seen part of the headline but it's like mm-hmm. we also didn't read the whole story exactly. church is kind of like that too where it's like sometimes you're just getting the headline you're not getting the full mm-hmm. <laughs> story of yeah. like what was actually happening you know yeah. so mm-hmm. and the thing that i love about god is his his grace is sufficient for us so when there are things that we just don't understand or even things that we get wrong like he's not he recognized that we're human, right? Mm-hmm. And so when there are things that we don't understand, we can go to him and be like, God, I'm confused. Or even when we have questions, you know, when I was growing up, I was taught, don't question God. Well, no, because God, there's so much to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, in order for me to understand, I'm going to have to do a little bit of questioning. Now, granted, there's some a level of trust that you're going to have to have with any faith that you have, right? But um, there, you know, whether I'm at church or um, even reading the word of God, if there's something that I don't understand, I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't really know, God. I'm going to need you to help me. And I'm just so grateful that the Holy Spirit, he sent the Holy Spirit as our helper to, you know, discern the things that we, you know, help us understand and discern the things that we need further assistance with. So I just, I'm in this season where I'm just like, God, I need you. I need you. I need your grace. I need you to help me understand this. I, I, I just can't where I am with, you know, just leaving my job not even a year ago. There are so many things that I'm just not used to. And um, I'm just so grateful for um, the Holy Spirit, uh, wisdom, and then God's grace for when I get it wrong. Oh, that's every day for, I think, a lot of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's sure. every day. So. Right. Well, I love that. I love that. We are, again, glad to have you on um, because traveling right now is, is a lot. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and traveling in 22 isn't the same as it was in 21 exactly and definitely wasn't the same as it was in 2020 so and who knows what it'll be next year so we're really excited to dive into this topic with you but first we are now going to play this or that which is our favorite game we play every week um basically you choose between one option or the other and you tell us why and because you're our special guest we're going to ask you to start first this is a game I will just say that Tania is usually kind of, she don't know where I'm going to come from. And sometimes <laughs> it's like an easy week. Sometimes it's a little bit harder, but, you know, just try to keep you on your toes. Okay. Um, so to start, your 3 p.m. flight gets delayed and you can't hop on ac- another plane, actually, or another flight until 2 a.m. Or your 2 a.m. flight gets delayed and you can't hop on another flight until 3 p.m. I think I'm going to go with the my 2 a.m. flight was delayed and I can't go on another flight until 3 p.m. Okay. Um, and I, I'm just going to go off of that because it, that gives me more time to be in the area. Usually when it's time for me to leave somewhere, mm. I'm like, uh, like there's still a little bit that I could do. And so 
at 2 a.m., you know, I could get a little bit more rest and then get up and do what else I needed to do or explore. So, yeah. That's a good answer. Okay. Tania, what about you? I'm also going to say the same because 2 a.m., like, I'm asleep. <laughs> like, I am tired. And so I'd rather it be pushed back to 3 p.m. So that way, you know, I can not be lazy, but I can, you know, go a little bit more slower, pack my stuff, go eat breakfast, you know, um, and chill wherever I am, you know, um, for a little bit more time. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say the opposite of both of y'all. I'm going to go for the 3 p.m. flight that's delayed until 2 um, because I see it as when I get there, if it's the re- if it's the flight there. If I get there at 2 a.m., I go to sleep, and then I have the rest of the day to do whatever versus if I get there at 3, I'm going to feel like I missed the morning, if that makes sense. So kind of, you know. But it depends, like if we're, you know, flying there, flying back. If I was already at the airport when it got delayed versus if I was at home or anywhere else. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all relative. All right. So another delay question. So your return flight the day before the wedding. So it could be wedding you're attending, your wedding, any wedding. (laughs) So your return flight the day before the wedding was delayed, but you're seven hours from home. So do you rent a car and drive back or do you wait for the next flight? And this is based on something I actually saw on TikTok. This girl had a bachelorette trip literally like the day before her wedding. And it was a bunch of flight delay, flight delay, flight delays. She ended up driving back, but, or no, she flew back. It eventually, a plane eventually appeared. (laughs) or worked out for her, but yeah. So for me, it mm-hmm. would depend on, okay. So the simple answer for me, I'm never going to opt to drive. Let me just be clear about this. <laughs> never, <laughs> never will I ever opt to drive. <laughs> um, but like, depending on where I am, I may have to, if they're not, you know, that many flight options. Um, so yeah, I, my first choice is just wait it out, sis. Um, and, and I would do that simply because um, as often as I fly and the airlines that I fly, there's always going to be another option for me. So um, depending on where I'm going, um, and I'll talk about this um, uh, later, but depending on where I'm going, there may be three or four other flights for me to choose from. Um, now, if we're in a remote remote location, that may be a little bit different, but I'm just going to kind of ride it out a little bit. But my first answer is not going to be rent a car and drive. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> That's, I'm not even going to think about that. <laughs> okay. What about you, Tania? Are you going to drive back? It all depends on where we are. Um. But honestly, if it's my wedding the next day or if I'm attending a wedding the next day or maybe I'm even in a wedding the next day, I'm going to search for other flights. And low key, this actually happened to me. I was going on a bachelorette trip and I missed my first flight and then they had me on standby and two standbys went by and I wasn't on there. So I basically just bought a whole new ticket with a whole nother airline and 
I was able to get there on time. So I was not about to drive to Florida. So I definitely (laughs) (laughs) bought another plane ticket. (laughs) Granted, I mean, I, I lost some money, Mm -hmm. but I saved money in the end because I was able to go on the trip Yeah, because we were um, actually on a cruise and I had already paid in full for everything. So (laughs) you were going to find your way there. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't going to be driving. Like I would have never made it. I would have never made if I had to drive. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -mm. we're going to have to either fly to another state or like another city and then hop Mm -hmm. on that that flight and go somewhere else. Because that's exactly what I had to do. I had to fly to, I think it was like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Drive to Miami. Mm -hmm. So whatever, you know, you got to think outside the box. Figure it out. Figure Mm -hmm. it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, I may gauge what the other flight, you know, how many hours apart are the flights looking, you know, do a little research online. Cause I also don't want to drive like by any means. So yeah, I'm gonna probably just pray for the best and um, wait for that next flight because yeah. And so the girl also, I think in her story, the, where she was supposed to fly, I think she was flying into Atlanta, but some, there was like bad weather. So they ended up taking her to, I'm trying to remember, it was either somewhere in Tennessee or it was Charlotte. It was one of those places, but she like, eventually the, they were able to reroute and get everybody to Atlanta, but it was looking at one point, like um, she's going to have to like drive back. Mm. And she got back home, like the morning of her wedding. Like, I think her fiance picked her up. Okay. Yeah. Or husband now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, that's mm-hmm. too much stress. I want to had all that plan. Like right. Before. Yeah. No. <laughs> Cause that's, yeah, just, no. that's too close for comfort, but yeah, it worked out for her. Um, okay. So, would you prefer that your carry-on was accidentally taken by another passenger and it wasn't recovered until three days later, or your rental car that had your shopping bags from an earlier shopping trip was accidentally given to another guest at that hotel? And like when you went to retrieve your car and your stuff, it's like, oh, that person has already checked out. Yeah, so let me just start by saying I'm very passionate about uh, traveling with a carry-on. I I want all of my things to be with me. Um, So I'm going to be real upset if somebody take my stuff. Um, (laughs) And I don't even know that I'm going to go where... I don't even know that there will be an opportunity for that to happen. Um, I think I would prefer the rental car simply because I know this probably sounds crazy. Like that's new stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. was there something that I had planned for? Probably. But, um, I feel like I would be the chances of me being compensated for something like that by the rental car company or hotel or whoever the vendor is are greater than me being compensated for another traveler taking my carry-on luggage because who's responsible for that right like the airline is not going to take responsibility for it 
right. the passengers definitely not going to pay me. You know what I mean? So I feel like as it pertains to a compensation standpoint, just the stuff that I just bought, I would prefer that be gone than like the things that I brought with me that I need. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, Tania. I would rather than take my new clothing items or, you know, whatever I just bought, I'd rather them take that because it all depends on how much money I spent too. But definitely, (laughs) (laughs) let me just go ahead and keep my carry on because I probably have like my toothbrush, you know, underwear in there. And Mm -hmm. so I'd rather you just go ahead and take my new stuff because yeah, it may not have been worth it. Um, I probably didn't need it. And yeah, yeah, that would be my sign to not spend my money no more <laughs> on yeah. things I don't need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for real. I mean, because I'm just thinking too, like, so if I don't have my carry on for three days, and say I had like a book bag and a carry on, I probably don't have really anything in my book bag but like a laptop or an iPad or something. So I'm going to have to then spend the money to get underwear, clothes, all the other Mm -hmm. stuff, the toiletries, basically repack for whatever that time frame. And who's not to say my trip was the link, you know, three days, like I could be back home in three days and then now what? So, um, yeah, I'm also say the shopping because you made a good point, Tiffany, the rental car company will probably recoup (laughs) or help me out there versus the carry on. That's kind of, that's kind of up to you. This Mm -hmm. was also inspired by something that recently happened to a friend, but it, she didn't lose anything in the car, but they did give her rental car to another guest at the hotel. Cause they had the, basically the same rental car. Um, Mm. and they were at the same hotel for the same time frame she left earlier so it wasn't until she was boarding the plane that they were like hey um did you notice there was like maybe something a little different when you were trying to turn in your car it's like yeah this is why so Mm. but the other person the only thing i think was in that car was like a charger like a phone charger or something like that okay yeah so great inspo for the this, mm. that's this week um all right so final round you're traveling to Colombia. you are halfway there the passenger in the row behind you needs to be detained or would you prefer that you're head to Colombia and you're halfway there and the passenger in in the row in front of you violently throws up hmm um <laughs> maybe the passenger behind me being detained simply because like bodily fluids and stuff gross me out mm-hmm. the sight of it the smell of it and even though you are in front of me like the chances of it getting on me are probably slim but the fact that we are, still have half a flight to go and I mean, how much cleaning up can you really do with that on, you know, in the air? There's only but so much cleaning products that they have on an actual airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'll prefer the person behind me to be detained. Now, that's going to mean that I either may need to move or <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> we will have to 
rearrange the seating situation. Uh, but yeah, I think I, if I, if I have to choose, it would definitely be the person behind me needs to be detained. Okay. <laughs> um, the same because we are in an enclosed uh, area, and when people vomit, yeah. It's just like the smell that lingers and it kind of just stays, you know? Um, Yeah. So, you know, no matter if the stewardess comes and, you know, cleans it up, that smell will still be there. But then also it's kind of like, okay, so then what does that passenger have? Like, did they just have food poisoning or is it something else? Yeah. And so then the people that are around them may catch whatever they have. And, you know, if you're going to Columbia, you're about to have a ball, you know? And so, well, hopefully you're going to have a ball. So um, yeah, definitely the, um, the person behind me getting detained because that's just interesting. And that's just a interesting story. Like, <laughs> like I was on a plane and uh, the person behind me was being detained. Like, girl, what? Like, like, like that's that a story true. to tell, you know, your grandchildren, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you find out like, oh, this was a actually, a, you know, like, I don't know. This person had something or they raided yeah. this person's house and I it mean, was blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Yeah. Like they were smuggling drugs or mm-hmm. something like right. that. That's right. a story to tell people. And that's like, content. That is yes, content. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with both of y'all. Um I like you said, the smell, the smell. I remember one time I um used to ride the bus from the city to North, I'll say Gwinnett, um, for a job I had back in the day. And on the bus, somebody threw up. And that smell lingered the entire way. Like, we were probably more than halfway there, but we still had at least about 30 minutes to go. It was horrible. I don't even think I ate dinner that night because it was like, I could still... (laughs) (laughs) smell that (laughs) like it was still in my nostrils like hours later like oh oh it it was it was horrible so like actually clean your nostrils out with soap and water sometimes (laughs) to get the smell out yeah it was it was bad i don't even think i wrote the bus um probably the rest of that week i was probably like you know what y'all got it i'm gonna just pay mm-hmm. these fees to drive it <laughs> park in this garage because no um and the smell of the type of food they had i was like no 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 i, I can't i can't i can't i can't i can't so <laughs> that was fun um we're now going to actually talk about traveling in the, I don't even want to call it post pandemic. Cause now we got about five pandemics going on. right now. <laughs> I heard about polio in New York and I was just oh, like <laughs> monkey pox. Right. She's you got so this, much. you got COVID round five. Like <laughs> what it's are we so doing much. here? So all of these things are definitely contributing to why traveling right now is a hot mess. And mm-hmm. all of the, madness around it from delays and you know airline protests at one point and all of this stuff so 
Tiffany is going to help us figure it out, figure out what we can do when it comes to traveling. We have Labor Day coming up. We have the holidays just to blink away. I mean, this year has already flown by. Um, so let's let's kick it off. All right. So whew, why is traveling so chaotic and expensive right now? Yeah, so obviously the pandemic had a huge impact on uh, travel and the travel industry. Uh, before COVID-19, travel and tourism had become actually one of the most important sectors of uh, the world economy, um, accounting about uh, 10% of global GDP and more than like 320 million jobs worldwide. So when everything shut down in March of 2020, um, it not only impacted airlines and hotels and cruises, rental cars, but it also um, impacted the workers and how those in the, the, air, the travel industry staffed, right? So a lot of people were furloughed and laid off. And so, for instance, because of pilots, um, they weren't able to get like their pilot hours. And so you have to have so many pilot hours to fly. And so you can't get your hours because no fly, no planes are flying. And then that impacted how pilots um, or how airlines responded when it was time to, to um, uh, start traveling again. And so, you know, there was, there was just so much hotels weren't, you know, staffed. So you may go to a hotel and, not get room service every day. They didn't have, you know, full staff. So now that travel, the restrictions have started to be lifted. The travel industry has not 100% been able to restaff to what it was prior to the pandemic. And then not only that, because uh, there are just not as many people that are willing to work right now, right? So a lot of people did the, what is the, the great resignation a lot of people weren't going back to the indus their industries, their respective industries, uh, when it was time to start the world back up. Um, and so because of that, there is a shortage in workers, but there is an increase in traveling. And so because those restrictions were lifted, everybody was like, we can ready to go. And so you called uh an airline hotline and you're online on, on hold for three and four hours simply because they just don't have enough people to, to support um, the demand. And so that is why it's so chaotic right now. That's why you see so many stories about bags being lost and people not getting, you know, getting their bags simply because they're not enough people to handle the amount of travel that's going on right now. And then, so domestic travel, um, domestic leisure travel, if you will, uh, the spending has already surpassed uh, what the pre-pandemic level. Um, it still, however, isn't where it should be prior to if there was, if there were not a pandemic. And so even with the increases of prices, people are still traveling. So when there is an increase in demand, the, the industry is going to say, well, if y'all paying these prices, we're going to continue to increase them, right? So just the rule of, you know, supply and demand. Um, so um, the world is telling the travel industry, yeah, you're going to charge me $1,000. I can afford it. And they're like, okay, well, you can afford it. We'll charge you $1,500. But they're still trying to recoup uh, what they lost during the pandemic. And so they're not want necessarily staffing up the way they be it prior to 
Um, and then they're just not, they're just not enough people to, they're not people applying for those jobs either. So there's quite a few factors. I feel like you hit every single <laughs> right. that's going on right now. <laughs> so thank you so much for giving us that rundown. I mean, yeah. inflation is hitting everybody, but like you said, oh people are God. still paying those prices. And so they're going to continue to raise the prices mm-hmm. and not really care. And, mm-hmm. and you're right. We are technically in a recession. So, but people still got money. So. I don't know where they're getting it from, but they got it. <laughs> that PPP money is long. Right, right. I mean, it's either that or people are just doing really, really well. But I just want to know what y'all doing because, like, I need to know. Let me find out. <laughs> right, right. <I> know. <laughs> I'm tired of being stressed out at work. Right. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Um, well, since a lot of us are trying to travel by air or we already mm-hmm, just are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what can we do to reduce the chances of our flights being canceled? If there's anything at all. Yeah. So unfortunately, as travelers, there's really nothing that we can do to uh, control, you know, whether our flight is canceled simply because there are so many factors that affect a canceled flight. So you got weather Nobody controls that but God. So even the airlines don't have control over that. Uh, Mechanical issues. um, And then we mentioned briefly about pilot shortages and also flight attendant issues. So personal things like um, a a pilot not having enough hours or pilots being on strike because they don't feel like they're being compensated fairly. So those issues as a traveler, we can't control those things. However, um, you can put yourself in a position to um, be able to respond effectively and positively if there is indeed a cancellation. And so the way you do that is simply by having a relationship or status with the airline and being mindful of the type of ticket that you purchase. So um, the first point, just being uh, creating a relationship with an airline. It is my belief um, and my practice that I build a relationship with the at least two airlines so that if one does not, you know, cannot accommodate me, then I have another one to fall back on. And so when you do that, the airlines are more willing to help you, let's say, in the case of a cancellation or change. And then also being mindful of the fare type that you purchase. So with airline tickets being as expensive as they are, by nature, we want to purchase the ticket that's the cheapest. Well, that may not be the best decision simply because with the most economical or cheaper fares, there's quite a few restrictions. So a lot of times if something changes, you don't get your money back. You don't even get a credit. You just pretty much, if you change, if you miss your flight, you pretty much lost that money. Or if you use points, you lost those points. So a lot of times I um, tell people to to try, if you can, try to avoid getting the basic flight. And usually they're only $30 cheaper than a, a refundable ticket in reality. Mm. So for instance, I recently um, experienced this issue actually yesterday. I was traveling from Memphis to DC um, and I usually don't travel the day that I need to be somewhere, but 
economically, it just made sense for me to travel the day of. So I made sure that I was going to leave it enough time to give me enough time to get to where I needed to be. So I get on the flight. We are preparing to take off. And the pilot comes on uh, the speaker and says, sorry, guys, we are unable to start one of our uh, engines. And so we're going to have to taxi back to the gate and we're going to have to get um, a mechanic to come and manually restart. We'll be able to fly. We just have to get them to do it. And I knew, number one, that my layover was short. But then I also knew that I, even though I had enough time to get where I needed to be, it was still a slim enough time. So I got off the plane and immediately went to the lounge. And the reason why I went to the lounge is because I knew that there were gonna there are other passengers that needed to get where they were going and they were going to be bombarding the gate. They were going to be bombarding the gate agents, asking them questions about what about my flight? Can I go here? Da, 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 da. If I went back to the lounge, the amount of people there were limited. I got to the lounge at like 6.38 a.m. And by 6.41, the lounge attendant had booked me on the 17 flight. So I had to do a little bit of running. She booked me on the 710 flight and then called me on my cell phone just to make certain that they let me on the plane. Um, and it was a it was a mechanical issue. So they were going to be responsible. They were going to, you know, figure it out. It just would have taken longer had I not had, you know, had I not had the opportunity to go to the lounge um, because I did go to another gate and I engaged a um, another gate agent and she just handed me a card and said, call this number. Well, if I call that number, I'm going to be on, line for, on hold for three hours. And so I said, you know what, let me just go to the um, lounge and she will book me. And so I've had that experience a few times. Actually, another time, um, I didn't even know my flight was delayed. And I go to the lounge preparing, uh, before my flight to just kind of chill. And the agent, the gate, the lounge agent said, oh, Miss Denham, your flight was delayed, but I'm working on getting you on, you know, another flight. And I was like, okay, you know, no problem. So when you build a relationship with any brand, they're going to treat you a little bit better than if you're just a random person that just happens to, you know, patronize them here and there. That was great. <laughs> I do have a quick follow-up to that though. Yeah. So for how do we kind of create then that relationship if we're like a random not a random but like a casual traveler or someone that I don't know like your average person that's not yeah. thinking about that yeah so a couple ways um as I mentioned having two airlines that you tend to to travel with often so mm -hmm. um you may not travel a whole lot but I have these two airlines that I'm going to be able to shop right so mm -hmm. if I know that I need to get to D.C. from Memphis, I can check what is Delta's price, what is Southwest price. I know that those are the two airlines that I'm going to fly and whichever one has the cheapest, then that's who I'm going with. As mm -hmm. opposed to United one time, American one time, you, you know, you just you the chances of you creating a relationship with them are very slim because mm. you are patronizing so many people. So you can Got do it, it that way. The other way is, um, and then also always create a uh, an account with them. It's free. So, you know, Delta has their Sky Miles. 
mm-hmm. Southwest has, I can't remember what their rapid rewards. Mm-hmm. So create an account with them, start accumulating those points. The other way is by utilizing credit cards uh, for travel. And mm-hmm. so a lot of brands, especially the hotel brands will, when you get their credit card, you automatically will get like a certain, a higher status, right? So mm-hmm. you create it and you are like a basic, well, when you sign up for their credit card, they may bump you up to the next tier, which that, that some status, like it's not the, the highest, but it's some, it shows the brand that you are loyal to them at some mm-hmm. point. Um, so yeah, if you get those credit card points, some of those credit cards come with like lounge access, so that gives you the access to, you know, lounge attendants and people helping you outside of what the, you know, general public would get. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two, the two main. If you don't, you know, if you decide that you don't want to go the credit card route, then um, I would definitely say just do what you can to stick with two major airlines so that you can frequent them as much as possible. Okay. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Should we take the first voucher that is offered if our flight is packed? Now, recently, I remember hearing something about, I don't know who it was, was mm-hmm. it Delta or somebody? They were like giving away like $10,000. $10,000. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And like me and my husband were like, oh, like, oh, that could have been us. <laughs> we would have been like, here's our ticket. <laughs> so surprisingly, those the recipients of that voucher miss a wedding because of it. They volunteered and they missed the wedding. And I was like, I'm with them. I would friends. Congratulations. (laughs) You'll understand. (laughs) You will understand. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I'll take you on a trip. Right. Without your money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the way vouchers work, different airlines do different things, right? So some airlines will um, let you know in advance, let's say at check-in that they're experiencing a full flight or they over, you know, oversold the flight. And if you, they would actually, you know, do you volunteer your seat? If so, they would allow you to provide the amount that, you know, you will request or bid, if you will, I think is what it's called, your bid on how much you will willing to give your seat up for, right? And so at that point, you just say, this is my rate, you know, I believe that my seat is this amount, right? And then other airlines will, when you get to the gate, they'll say, all right, now that it's time to legit take off, we have two seats that we need somebody to give up and we're offering $500. Well, obviously I don't want your $500. Um, that's just not, a, that's just not enough. So what I say, t- I'm, I'm not accepting the first offer. Um, I tend to, to, it needs to be at least a thousand dollars. And sometimes as you see, they go up to $10,000. So, um, don't be so eager. Usually the ones that are eager about it are people that don't typically travel a lot. Um, so yeah, just kind of sit back, chill a little bit, see what everybody else is doing before you, you know, accept it or agree. Um, and then also I would even talk to the other people around and be like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they can give us more. So let's chill. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have been the person that is like, I'm not giving up my seat cause I have to be 
wherever, you know, I need to be at a certain time. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so I've definitely passed up on many of those uh, vouchers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is tempting, but sometimes if I'm on a flight, there's a reason why I'm on that flight. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. That makes sense. I think I've only experienced that one time where it's just like, I think, and I think it was because I was traveling. Usually I travel by myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think when I was flying, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was flying from LA to Memphis and my mom was with me. Mm. And so they asked me, you know, if I wanted, I was like, if, if I do it, she got to stay with me and she got to get some money too. They, they ended up not needing us. Um, but all the other times run me my money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. I I will volunteer as tribute. <laughs> that is too funny. So, is there a way for us to save money when we're researching flights? Yeah. So there there are a few a few ways. One of the first ways is to chase deals, not destination. Right. So, do not be so sold on, I have to go to South Africa and I have to go to South Africa in these states because nine times out of 10, you're probably going to spend a lot of money. But what you should do is make a list of places that you want to go. And when those deals pop up, then be ready to attack, if you will, be ready to strike and get it when, when it's available. And the way you could do that is by uh, tracking flights on Google Google Flights, it's 100% free. So like I said, create your list of places that you want to go, an ideal uh, time that you want to travel. So let's say I want to travel in the month of September or I want to travel in the month of January. And you'll put all of those parameters in and Google will track that and tell you when that flight changes, whether it increases or decreases. So that helps simply because if you do have a place that you are trying to go at a certain time, you can kind of monitor that flight. So if it goes up a little bit, you can say, all right, let me go ahead and get this flight because I have to go here. But if you don't necessarily have a certain time that you have to travel, then you can always just uh, track it in Google Flights and see you know, when that flight changes. But then also Google Flights has the date grid and a table. So if you're looking, let's say, for a flight to go to South Africa, you can go to the grid and see like how far out, like when the flights start to fluctuate and change. And so in October, they may be in the 800s and then you look further down the grid and it may be in, you know, uh, in December, they may be in the 500s. And so you have the opportunity to do that. A lot of times though, it it, it takes time. It definitely takes time in order to do that. Um, So when you hear of people getting these amazing deals, they either took the time to research them or they came, came across, you know, a specific deal or like a super great deal, but you got to be prepared. Let's be honest. Deals don't matter if you're not prepared for them. So um, if you don't already, I would encourage you to create a travel savings account. So when I started, I, my goal was $500 and I could not do anything until I had $500 in that account. And the $500 was specifically dedicated for airline tickets. Mm. And so when a deal came along, I was prepared to strike 
when the deal came. Um, and, you know, also, if you are beyond, you know, the $500,000, if you decide that you want to dabble in the credit card game, then get a credit card, sign up for a travel credit card, and they'll give you, you know, anywhere from 60 to 100,000 miles or points, and you can use those to travel free. Um, so you have to be prepared either way. You got to be prepared and you have to be flexible. Um, and then also you can join my email list. I send out a email every week to my travel crew. And in that email, there are flight deals for, and I will tell you like some sample dates, how long the, the flight deal is expected to last. Obviously flights change all the time. Um, but I give you all that information, the airline to, to fly and everything. So you can definitely join my email list if you don't want to do the work. <laughs> I know I don't. So I'm going to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sign up. Um, I do have a sign up on Instagram. So in my Instagram bio, breakfast underscore with underscore Tiffany and Tiffany is spelled with an I T I F F A N I. So you okay. can definitely sign up there. Yep. Or on my website. We'll definitely do. <laughs> so when it comes to like flying with certain airlines or going to certain destinations, I know you just said for us to not be like so married to some of those details, but is it like, are there some certain ones that are easier to either get to or navigate through or not? Yeah. So, um, that that depends on the airline that you're flying. It depends on where you're going. It depends on where you're coming from. So I, um, as I've mentioned before, I travel to main airlines. And so with doing that, I'm pretty aware of what their routes are. I'm pretty aware of their hubs. I'm pretty aware of the cities that they service. And so with that, I'm able to identify, oh, um, well, if I know that I need to get to Atlanta, I need to travel Delta. Why? Because Delta is uh, has taken over the Atlanta area, right? And so that means that I'm going to have options, multiple options for going in and out. And then I'm also going to, more than likely, it's going to be um, less expensive for me to fly Delta simply because of where they are. Um, if I know that I need to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, then I'm probably going to fly uh, American because that's their hub. Mm. And so it's important if when you get into this game and you want to do it um, as most as economical as you can, when you are deciding what airlines to be your airlines, identify where you're going consistently and where you're located. So I wouldn't necessarily say, United is my airline if I live in Atlanta. Why? Because the options aren't that great. Whereas if I fly Delta, I can fly Delta and all of their partners for much cheaper than I would an American or a United. And then there are more options, let's say, if they're cancellations or, you know, delays. I would have never thought about that. And I mean, <laughs> you know, like because we are based out of Metro Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um delta of course is atlanta right yeah um very synonymous but i never would have thought that or considered the fact that 
because this is Delta territory, we're going to get better deals mm-hmm. with Delta flying from Atlanta versus if we try to say like fly to Charlotte to fly mm-hmm. to whatever destination that way. Yeah. And so that's why it's very good to, like I said, have multiple because mm-hmm. even in Atlanta, you could potentially try to do um, Southwest too, because Southwest has a pretty good big presence in, in Atlanta as well. Um, so just know, you know, what area your airline services and then how they move. Right. So I know mm-hmm. if I'm going from Memphis to DC, I'm either going to have to stop in Atlanta. I'm going to have to either stop in LaGuardia and St. Paul, Minnesota or Detroit. Those mm-hmm. are the options. Mm-hmm. If I'm flying, you know, Southwest, then that mean I may go to, um, Atlanta, I may go to a Houston hobby, knowing, you know, knowing where they're Chicago, I may have to go through Chicago. So just kind of knowing where you're going. And then also consider another thing that I, I have not brought up, but it's very important. Know the weather that you're going, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm flying Southwest or if I'm flying Delta in October or November, I'm probably not going to take that layover in St. Paul, Minnesota. Or in January, I'm definitely not stopping in Detroit. Why? Because the opportunity for weather to be the delay is huge in Detroit in January. It's huge in Detroit in February. And so additionally, airlines are not going to reimburse you for weather delays. Why? Because it's an act of God. They are not going to be held responsible for something that they can't control. So if you booked an affair and it was, let's say, one of the basic fares and it's January and you're flying through Detroit and there was a four-hour weather delay because of ice, the airline is like, we can't do anything. But if I decide, okay, I'm going to fly through Atlanta, then the chances of my airline, my uh, flight being delayed are slim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay. <laughs> so with all this flying stuff, please give us some tips on how we protect ourselves from lost baggage. Now it's never happened to me, but I do know other people that, that, you know, have, that have lost or if they're, Luggage has been delayed. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not completely lost, but it's just delayed. Yeah. So, um, and you're, you're, ex- we're experiencing a lot of that right now. Um, simply because, as I mentioned earlier, there are more travelers than there are workers. Um, as a matter of fact, I just read that um, Delta sent over an empty plane to London Heathrow to retrieve bags a plane just for bags wow because of the amount of luggage that people are not getting i recently also had a friend who flew um to greece and she had a layover in athens i think she was flying to like um santorini and her her luggage did not leave um Athens. They couldn't find it three, four days past. She ended up booking a flight from Santorini to um, Athens 
she forced them to let her look in a room full of luggage before she was able to find her luggage. She had to put that luggage back on a plane and fly back to her vacation. Like it is insane. So wow. how do we protect ourselves? Um, the two easiest ways would be uh, purchase tickets with credit cards that um, have lost luggage reimbursement. Um, so you'll have to do some research there. There are a few cards out there that that do that. So whenever you're purchasing your airline, make certain that it's with that card. So if anything happens, that card will reimburse you as opposed to the airlines. Because let's be honest, airlines aren't really trying to give you anything these days because everybody's luggage is lost, right? Like if they're dealing with so many people. So your airline, your um, credit card, will will give you that reimbursement. Um, and then also purchasing travel insurance and just being aware of the insurance that you have and making certain that it covers um, lost baggage um, and they will reimburse you and also being aware of the amount um, that they will reimburse you. But then also I say it's not as easy simply because most people don't want to do it. Just don't, don't check your bag. Opt for carry on um, only travel. And with most major airlines that includes, you know, a suitcase, a rolling, you know, a small rolling suitcase and um, a personal item, which can be a duffel bag, a backpack, a briefcase. And so if you don't need to check a bag, I would recommend you don't check a bag. Um, now, a lot of people have been rebuttaling that statement by saying, well, airlines are making you gate check your bag. And that is true. I've experienced that before. Um, I actually experienced it um, yesterday. And it was simply because my flight was at leaving at 710 and they had already started boarding. So typically another perk of being loyal to a brand when you board, they put you in groups. When you purchase the cheapest fare, you are in the last group. And so that means when it's time to board, all of the overhead bins are taken. And so when it's time to gate check a bag, you're going to be the first person that they that they um, ask to gate check a bag. However, if you have status with a, um, an airline, they will put you in that first group, which means that you will more than likely have space unless you don't show up at the gate in time and, you know, you happen to board after, you know, a few of the, the um, first groups. And so um, that's another reason why it's important to have a relationship with the brand um, so that you don't have to worry about even gate checking your bag. Ooh, I am a go ahead and check my bag type of girl. <laughs> oh, see. Really? <laughs> What yes. you say? I don't want that responsibility. Yes. That is your oh. problem now. No, I want all of my things with me. Please don't touch yeah. my stuff. And I understand why, but it's just such a pain at times because, yeah, it's just a pain. And it's just <laughs> easy and breezy when I can just like go on the plane with just my purse or like bag and not have to carry my luggage. 
not have to like stand <laughs> up and wait until, you know, like people move out your way to actually get your bag. And, you know, sometimes people don't even want to help you, especially if it's heavy. Oh, you know? yeah. So, oh, yes. yeah. No, but you don't have you don't have trust issues either. Do that's you? it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I used to be that way. But uh, uh-uh. once I started checking or once I started just bringing a carry on, I can't go back. Like. Yeah. I mean, not only that, like I'm not, I'm not packing all that stuff. Like I, my (laughs) thing is I travel way too much to be packing. I guess you could check a carry on bag too, if you want to, but I, because I travel so much, it's just not something that I want to do packing. And I'm, I usually Mm -hmm. pack the same thing. Right. So one of the ladies yesterday, um, um, in the lounge was like, oh, I like your dress. I was like, yep, this is my travel dress. And so I'm sure everybody <laughs> that sees me coming through Atlanta be like, there go that girl with that white dress on. <laughs> 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 because, you know, I just, I don't, the least amount of stuff I can take with me is what I'm taking. And I'm rolling it up real tight and it's all going to fit in this bag and it's going to stay with me because, so I did, I did have to get the last time that I traveled um, I had to gate check my bag and the airline, the flight attendant, they so cute. They be like, oh, you know, your bag is too big. And I'm like, ma'am, I do this. I do this at least twice a month. It's not too big. It's going to fit. And so she insisted and I just didn't want to argue. Right. And so I was like, okay, take it. Well, there was a mechanical delay and my flight and I had a layover in LaGuardia. And because of the mechanical delay, I got to LaGuardia late and there were no more flights out of LaGuardia. So the airline had my bag and they took it right on to Memphis. Meanwhile, I had to spend the night in LaGuardia and I didn't have any of my things. I just had my little white travel dress. And that's it. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, "Mm -mm." I'm just like, no, let me keep my stuff. You know what? And I'm pretty sure if that ever happened to me, then I will, you know, have a change of mind. But because this never happened, you know, I've had no problems. I love to fly with Delta because they tell me, oh, like your bag has boarded the plane. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, you know what? This is why I love y'all. This is why I'm checking my bag. Yeah. And they do, I'm not going to lie. They do a good job. Delta does do a good job of like, keeping you updated with your things, right? The few times that I have checked my bags with them, I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was an option. Yes, um, I didn't even know y'all <laughs> provided that. But I even I get free bags to travel with them. All of my bags travel free and I still want to be responsible for everything that I have. <laughs> and I'm not going to charge the airline either for being responsible, baggage handling my own things. I'm not going to charge you. <laughs> it's a pleasure (laughs) one day one day hopefully no time soon but one day it's gonna happen to me I'm like dang like like I feel like I'm gonna think back to our conversation and how you were saying (laughs) no keep your stuff with you at all times yeah so (laughs) anyways uh let's see oh are there any benefits to traveling now Ooh, traveling now. Um, ooh, I mean, just going to see 
That's about the only benefit because the prices are ridiculously expensive. <laughs> the hotels are ridiculous. Like everything is just expensive. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't really know about any benefits. I mean, nah. I mean, and I don't see anything as more beneficial than what it was, you know, last year or the year before last. I mean, granted, things are more are open. So, you know, at the start of the pandemic everything had shut down and you weren't able to go places. And if you did go places, there were curfews. They don't really have that anymore. I will say though, a lot of places are providing um, visas, you know, for you to stay in the area and like do a remote work type deal. And some places may provide a stipend to do that. So I've seen more opportunities like that. They've always been around, but I've seen more since the pandemic simply because some smaller countries that the tourism, the lack of tourism impacted their country, their country's economy pretty, pretty bad. They're trying to get, you know, those people that'll stay long-term and um, help to build the economy up a little bit. So I will say that I've seen that, but as it pertains to like crisis, no, no ma'am, no benefit at all. Oh, well, you know what? Some, the airlines have been a little bit more lax with like their cancellations and things. They're starting to kind of pull back a little bit, but, uh, no, not, not really. (laughs) That makes sense. I mean, Honestly, I would have thought that by now a lot of people would slow down in traveling and maybe mm. go by car, but that's not that's not happening no. at, at all at all. But these airports are full, okay? Yeah, full, I mean, full. you already know that I'm in the nursing field, so all the nurses that traveled like all last year, they are all out of the country right now. They are mm-hmm. all living their best life, living living it living up. it up, hopping to country to country, and I'm just like. yeah but yes uh yeah so i yeah um i mean but even even those that are um, choosing to drive mm -hmm. the rental car prices are ridiculous and then some some places don't have cars yeah if you haven't yeah if you haven't booked your your rental car um like sometimes, and I had to stop doing this. Sometimes I would forget to book my rental car. Like that's the last thing. And I'm, you know, landing and like, oh shoot, like, let me reach out to Hertz and get my car. I I usually do Hertz simply because I have a relationship with them. I believe in relationships. And so there've been a few times where I just, they were like, yeah, now nah, sis, we don't got nothing. Um, So you just gotta, even with, even with rental cars, so the prices are crazy. So what can you do? What can right. you do? Right. I think I looked up rental car prices. I'm trying to think, was it this year or last year? Woo. Just mm-hmm. for like a like a little compact car. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you got to be kidding me. Six hundred dollars for like a weekend or whatever it was. Absolutely not. We're not mm-hmm. we're not doing that. We we gonna drive the T one. We gonna load up the T one because we are not doing this. But yeah, it's 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 wild. Yeah, but uh, they're not as bad, especially if you have a relationship with yeah the car company. Because yeah. I also use Hertz as well, and so mm-hmm. you know because I'm a loyal customer, and I think I have like the yep. gold status, or I yep. can't remember. Yeah. Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always have you know like a comp or like a discounted. Mm-hmm. 
fee. So they're not mm-hmm. as bad. But like you said, it's definitely because you have the relationship with the company. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah. Um, to piggyback off of that, do you Uber, Lyft a lot? I'm like, whenever you go out of the state or or like out of your home state? Yeah. So it just depends on where I'm going. Um, mm-hmm. I try to identify what's the best way for me to travel, right? So let's say I was going to New York. If I'm going to New York, obviously I'm not going to rent a car simply because it just it just doesn't make sense. Uh, public transportation is a, a, a great mode of transportation there, uh, but I will sometimes take a Lyft or Uber. And with doing that, I make certain that I connect it to the other brands that I use. So my Lyft account is connected to my Delta account. So I get Delta points when I travel with Lyft. Oh, um, mm-hmm. that's a gem that like, yeah. I don't think people n- connect know those accounts. Or, yeah. I connect didn't know those that. Accounts. Um, and then like, let's say if I'm traveling out of the country, I also obviously identify what the best mode of transportation is there and utilize it. So when I was in Kenya last year, Uber was ridiculously cheap. Like we're talking about no trips over five US dollars. So I'm Uber everywhere, like living it up. (laughs) 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 Um, All of my food I'm ordering in for Uber Eats and stuff. So it just depends on uh, the area that I am um, traveling in. And then also Um, A couple of my credit cards give me credits or discounts. So like my American Express Platinum, every month I get like a $15 uh, Uber credit. So, and I can use that for Uber Eats as well as just, you know, Ubering. So I'm definitely going to use that. And then my Chase Sapphire card gives me a discount, um, a certain percentage off of my Lyft rides. So, um, so yeah, it just depends on where I'm going, what I use. Now, do you mm-hmm. go in depth on your website about like which credit cards you like to use? Not yet. I'm planning okay. to create a post. And the reason why I've been hesitant is because, and I should have said this up front, I am not a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, this is what <laughs> I use. I don't need nobody saying I'm in $500,000 worth of debt because Tiffany <laughs> told me, no, Tiffany didn't tell you anything. Okay? Like, that was you. That was all <laughs> that you. Was, that was you. Because one thing is we're not going into debt to travel. So whenever yeah. I talk about credit cards and using credit card for travel it or credit cards, period, it's always from the standpoint of I use this card and I pay it off, right? So I'm not spending money on a credit card that I wouldn't be able to put on my debit card, right? If I can't swipe my debit card, then I can't swipe my credit card to purchase it. But the way I visualize and um, think of credit cards is my credit card is just an avenue or tool to pass my money through, right? So if I have um, uh, water, I was going to buy that water anyway. If the credit card company is going to give me, you know, 50 points for buying that water on their credit card, then yeah, let me go ahead and buy it on their credit card so that I can get those points, but I'm paying that credit card off immediately. So I usually pay my credit card off like every two weeks so that I don't, 
I don't get um, a cure any um, interest, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of times when people are like, oh, you know, the annual APR, per- I don't care what that is because I'm not paying it. So it could be a hundred percent for all I care. I don't care because I'm not going to pay your annual percentage because I'm not, I'm not getting it in order to um, hold allow you to hold, you know, hold my money or anything like yeah. that. Um, so I, I, I talk more about it on Instagram. I have an Instagram highlight about credit cards. I talk a little bit more about it there. I'm definitely going to um, talk about it on my blog. Um, I just want to make certain that when I am doing it, I'm protecting myself so that nobody can come back. Cause listen, people will sue you for anything nowadays. Okay. Yeah. And the last thing I need you to do is sue me simply because I, I gave you advice about something that I do. And then you took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, I read uh, this blog by a nurse practitioner who travels and um, and like she's always talking about like these are the credit cards that I love. And mm-hmm. if you want but like sign up for the card, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, like here's a link. And like she yeah. gets I mean, I don't know how it helps her. Yes, but. she gets she gets points. So I do have on in my Instagram bio, I do have referral links mm, and I okay. say, okay, so this is the best card for beginner travel or this mm-hmm. is the best card for luxury travel. Mm-hmm. So I do provide that um, and I provide a little bit of information, but the credit card game is like crazy. And so in order for me to create, yeah, I want to make, I like if I'm sharing something, I want to provide as much detail Mm-hmm. for someone to make a decision whether they want to do that or not right mm-hmm. so especially when it comes to credit cards and credit cards in the black community because for so long we were told don't do it definitely and it was yeah. simply because of the lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and so um it's my belief that if we're going to tell someone not to do something we need to give them a reason to or at least give them enough information for them to make the decision. Now, if you decide after you get got the information that that's not for you, then that's fine. You know why not to. But for me, it was very difficult to hear, don't get a credit card, but then that's it. It's like, well, well, why not? You know what I mean? Just like, you know, you hear people say, well, don't have sex before marriage. Well, why not? You know what I mean? It's like, you can't give me a reason why then I need to figure it out for myself. And so yeah. it took me... Um, you know, just kind of because I didn't, I, once again, I didn't have, I wasn't taught that. I wasn't taught like uh, how to manage debt correctly. It legitimately was trial and error for me. And so I recognized I'm not the only one that experienced that. And there's so many people, especially with our generation, that are a whole lot more responsible than our parents simply because we positioned ourselves and our parents have helped us to position ourselves where we can be, right? And so we're, um, a little bit better off than our parents. And so we have the opportunity to be able to say, okay, well, you know, I can take advantage of this opportunity that let's say, you know, X bank is giving me simply because of where, you know, where I have positioned myself. So um, because of that, I try to educate as many people as I can and give them as much information as I can for them to make the best decision for their situation. Okay. Okay. Well, Tiffany, you, I'm like, you know a lot already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> no, but no rush on that on that post. Definitely, but yeah, I'm definitely doing it. I just, IG. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some things that I have included. I have the Chase Sapphire Preferred. That's mm-hmm. the card that I have. That one is a good card. That was that one for a long time was the best travel card mm. um, for a long time. But th- some more have come out. My all time favorite one that I use all the time and I will always use is my American Express Platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, me too. A lot of people don't like it simply because of the uh, annual fee. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. That just hit me like last <laughs> week. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I just moved to platinum like a few months ago. Mm. So, yeah. Well, you know, you can. You know, the, the next time, uh, obviously, you can't do it now, but you know, you can negotiate that that fee. Not necessarily negotiate the seven hundred and some dollars, right? They gonna take mm. that out, but you can potentially call and say, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to justify, you know, my travel may be changing, and so I'm trying to justify mm. why I need it." And they have retention offers. That's what it's called, mm. a retention offer, and um. They will say, okay, well, it's kind of like when you first sign up for the card, they'll say, okay, well, we'll give you 30,000 points if you spend, you know, $4,000 in the next three months or something mm-hmm. like that. So, no, they're not going to negotiate that. Said $695, you still going to have to get them people $695. However, you may be able to get 35,000 or 40,000 points as you're doing it. So, yeah. just to be mindful, all credit cards do it because they want to keep you. Um, so definitely call, ask for retention offer. Good to know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Put this in my calendar for next July. Yes. yes. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Definitely. Hey, you know, I think I may want to close it. What can you offer? Right. Help me out here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Close mouths don't get fed. That's what they say. Right. So So true. And a lot of people don't know that, um, when you're applying for credit cards, you can call the reconsideration line. Like let's say you apply, you get denied. You could call them back immediately and plead your case Hmm. um, and say, hey, like I see that either I see that um, you did not approve me immediately or Mm -hmm. I see that I got denied. Ask them, you know, why they denied you or why they didn't immediately approve you. And then that's where you plead your case and tell them why you would be a great candidate for the card and why you want to use the card. Um, I had that situation happen to me and just, and a lot of people think, oh, you get denied simply because of your credit. That's not necessarily the case. Like mm-hmm. I have my credit scores like seven high 700 and I recently was denied. Um, and I called the recall line and told them why I wanted. They was like, okay, cool. And they gave it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're just, the, and see, that's the thing in the black community, there's just things that, most people it's common to most people yeah. but for us it's like oh well we, we didn't, didn't know, know and that. you don't yeah. know right and you don't know the questions to ask if you don't know you know you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and so yeah and sometimes our parents don't know this stuff mm-hmm. so it's not like they could pass it down yep or if mm-hmm. so they're finding out when we find out and we're right. all at our big ages <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was good info. Well, we got one more question for you to close okay. it out. What yep. advice would you give to anyone that's traveling or planning on traveling anytime soon? Yeah, so the first thing is just be understanding. Um, okay. The travel industry across the board is hurting, right? And so when you are flying, 
be pleasant, be understanding, be, you know, accommodating. Um, I promise you, you will go much further. And, you know, the gate agents, the um, lounge agents, anybody that's assisting you, someone on the phone, they're willing to help you a whole lot more if you're just nice because they've talked to, you know, 30 other people before you that were absolutely rude. And so the first thing is just definitely be understanding and be pleasant. Um, the other thing, as I have stated many times on here, travel with the carry on if you can. Right. And I say if you can, because these last couple of weeks, I have been promoting carry on travel and a few people were affected by it. Like I've gotten some comments like y'all need to stop this message of carry on travel. Like everybody can't do that. I understand that I'm sharing a different perspective. So don't think I'm trying to offend you or I'm saying that I'm superior to you because I travel with carry on. I just have trust issues and I like to keep my things with me. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Um, and then also uh, try not to book the basic uh, fare class simply because you have more options um, with some of the refundable fares or the fares that you can get reimbursed for. Um, so if there happens to be a change, you have options, whereas the most basic fare class, you don't. You just out of points or out of cash. And then you can always hit me up at info at breakfast with tiffany.com if you have any questions um i consult i do travel consulting as well as travel planning so yeah so many gems so many good nuggets of information on this episode oh my gosh and this can apply to so many people like this could be something you pass on to your mom because you know your mom is trying to do a girl's trip because everybody's Absolutely. turning 60 or 65. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> or, 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 or they your own prime. Right? Oh my gosh, I keep seeing all these old baddie girl trips and I'm like, this is the cutest thing. But this is just really good information, whether you're traveling for work, you're planning a honeymoon, bachelorette Mm -hmm. trip, a first year anniversary trip, a girl's trip, a birthday trip, or whatever trip, or you're just going home or you're just, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Everybody's having to go somewhere. Yeah. You gotta figure out the best way to get there. And some of this stuff is just things we wouldn't have known or considered or it took a little bit more time and researching because this is your space. You mm-hmm. know this more so than the average person that's like, I got to get to Dayton or like Daytona or, you know, like Los Angeles in mm-hmm. the next two months. They're like, I got a wedding in Utah in October. Like what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. So this is all just really, really great info. So good. Well, um, we're going to move into our vendor love. So, of course, this is our time period where we shout out people that we love. So, Tiffany, who would you like to shout out this week? Yeah, so I have a friend that is a wedding photographer and videographer. His name is Femi. The name of his business is Femster Images Production. Um, He is out of the Washington, D.C., so... um, Washington, Maryland, and Virginia area, Um, but he also travels. Um, So he's a wedding cinematographer, freelance videographer, and drone pilot. So you can find him at Femster Images underscore production, and Femster is spelled F-E-M-S-T-E-R, 
Images underscore production. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out an illustrator, a Kenyan illustrator that I saw on Instagram. Her name is Ruth Onea. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name right, but she's basically a live painter. So when you're having your wedding or whatever your event is, she is there painting a moment that actually took place. And it's just such a beautiful keepsake for you to have on your wall, you know, along somewhere in the house, just a beautiful moment from your day. So I'm shouting her out. You can find her on Instagram at ruthonea.illustrations. So that is R-U-T-H-O-N-E-Y-A illustrations, I-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. And look at her beautiful work. You can go to her website as well, which is ruthoneaillustrations.com. Who are you shouting out this week, Tania? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a company that is based out of Kissimmee, Florida. The owner and founder, her name is Amy, um, and I actually ran across her story on Instagram. You know how Instagram, you know, like gives you people that you should follow or like, you know, or actually shows you videos that you should watch. Well, I stumbled upon her. So she's a teacher and she uh, recently gave birth to her baby boy. And due to some digestive issues um, he developed shortly after birth, he, um, she actually had to breastfeed him for about six months. And this is something that she did not plan or prepare for. So um, the administrators at her school could not accommodate her schedule that would allow her to pump. So because of that, she actually had to leave that job and she started working um you know remote but that schedule just did not allow for her to you know to provide for her son so her and her husband they they opened up an event studio and it's called studio 1060 event venue um it is based out of kiss me florida uh, she is afro latina um and so definitely if you are in need of an event center that, you know, you can throw your baby shower, your bridal shower, a family reunion, um, any type of party, a birthday party or whatever. Please look her up if you are in need of an event center and if you are based in the Kissimmee, Florida area. All right. So again, her name's Amy. Um, the studio is called Studio 1060 Event Venue. You can find them on Instagram, Studio 1060 Event Venue, or you can find them at studio1060.com and that's 1060.com all right well where can people find you if they want to know more if they want to either follow you on instagram retain your services because they're like you know what 23 is my year we going we gonna be outside (laughs) (laughs) we need to know how to plan in advance so where can people find you Yeah, so I hang out most of the time on Instagram. So you can um, follow me at breakfast, B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T underscore with W-I-T-H underscore Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-I. I'm also on Facebook and that's breakfast with Tiffany. Um, And then you can hit me up on um, email, info at breakfastwithtiffany.com. And then my website is www.breakfastwithtiffany.com. Um, but I just tell people to start with Instagram and you 
at that point you can connect directly with me there. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, Tiffany, thank you so much again for coming and sharing all this wonderful information with us. This has really been a valuable and like, episode i know it's gonna be be taking notes Mm -hmm. i was taking (laughs) notes as well um and i'm going to definitely even listen when the episode drops nice i'm so glad i'm so glad the information was helpful yes for sure for sure if you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huido.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on huido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sorry on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.